0: I've got kids, and that means it's always about them. But I need support too. That's where Ollie comes in with their delightful, hard-working gummies. My partner and I can actually get a good night's sleep. So we'll both stand a chance of managing our stress responses, even when the kids are doing parkour in the living room. Discover Ollie vitamins and supplements. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. WrestleMania was this past weekend, and I can't help but think about how something like WrestleMania, wrestling, WWE specifically, uh, well, there's other companies and stuff, but WWE, at terms of its scale, brings about a feeling or thought that we are clamoring so much, and and especially with the growth of WWE uh, over the last few years. that we are clamoring for not only communal experiences, but outlets for the warrior part of our being, of ourselves. You know, you hear these stories all the time of medieval times, or Vikings, or uh, the Crusades, or some other areas of history where there are grand power myths, and it's all about physical fights, and it's all about um, getting to Valhalla. It's honor, it's courage, it's bravery. And there's so much of these stories that. Um, distracted by this car going by, it's a lot louder than I was expecting. Uh, <laughs> um, these stories are something that resonate deep in our being because they are a part of our natural development and they have been a part of our human development. Like they exist within our cell memory. And it's very part of our animal being to be assertive, to be aggressive, to be uh, expressive, to have testosterone as one of our chemicals that flows through our veins. And the expression of those chemicals, the expression of that warrior side, has been something that I feel is stifled in a collective sense that that energy gets riled up at a distance by watching something in the news or conversating with somebody online, uh, having a debate of sorts or feeling righteously indignant, you know, wanting to hurt somebody wanting to really like feel uh, a sense of satisfaction that you shut this person up physically, <laughs> you know, and, and a lot of us get to places later in life where we repress that. And, and there's another stage of development after this where it's important to repress some of those things or find different outlets, you know, start going to the, the gym instead of hitting a person. Right. And you get a lot of that in, in, you see it in kids, you see it in teenagers and, I mean, it happens in adults, too. There are people who don't move past this stage that it's all about assertiveness, aggressiveness, sometimes taking things. It's it's physical dominance. And sometimes physical dominance means sexual dominance. I've talked about the power of sexuality and sexual fantasies in previous episodes. And for women in particular, but men definitely use utilize this, like sexuality is a power mechanism, power device, because it's it's very much like a sub-dom relationship when it comes to, uh, sexuality, you know, and you get two subs and they just don't want they, no one wants to take charge. You get two dominants and they both want to fight. <laughs> you know, there's, there's a, there's a, a an equal energy, uh, equal opposite energy. So usually someone is, is, is doing some sort of, uh, taking charge or creating some allure. And you see some of that in wrestling too. wrestling these days with the women's division in particular is less about the sexiness, at least not being overt about it. You know, there's the look, obviously, and you, you see people physically and you're attracted to them, but it's not, uh, it's not like the divas back in the day where it was about, you know, pleasing men visually, but it's more so about like an internal ownership and integration of, of sexual power just by being a being with that kind of assertive energy. So it's, it's different, but what I'm basically trying to say is that I think something like WWE allows for this assertiveness to, to, to this release to have a place to go, not only communally in a crowd, like you're in the Coliseum of yesteryear where there were literal fights of blood and guts fighting animals or fighting criminals, fighting each other, uh, slaves fighting each other. And now we're in a place where we've theatrical, theatricalized it, where it's something that we can appreciate where, yeah, sometimes people get hurt in a serious way. Uh, and and it does hurt the wrestlers in terms of like the chops to the chest and, you know, taking all the bumps and, it's a it's a lot. It it does hurt them, but they're professionals and they've developed the, the, the callous. Um, I don't know if the the. Yeah, I don't know if that's the word, but uh, the, you know the 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 physical toughness to be able to handle the bumps and the hits and all of those things. It's part of their career, right? So you put on a show, and we've figured out, or we should say, as a human species and WWE in particular has figured out how to put this aggression and this assertiveness on display this desire to see violence play out without violent acts occurring right wrestling is interesting in the sense that there's stories there's very red stories in terms of of power and wanting and desires and the person trying to be at the top or you've got you know roman reigns who's essentially a dictator at the top of the mountain who everyone is hoping to be demolished, and the more that he stays at the top, the more that, that he like people want him to fall. That's just human nature to, first of all, want to lift up the guy, because so many people were fans of him, and now so many people are wanting him to be done. And that's kind of how dictatorships work. It's like a lot of people get behind him, and they're like, yeah, 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 but then they're like, oh, shit. He's got too much power, and see him fall. And so you're seeing these these mimetic energetic things play out in such an interesting way that allow for us to experience that part of our expression without literal harm coming to people it's not an awful thing where where lives are lost and you know there's ethical things continuously being improved and it's one of those places where you can see as much as there's there's talk about you know, the culture wars, and there's talk about things that are, you know, you can't say anymore and you can't make certain jokes anymore, blah, 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 blah. It's like, there's been so much that has improved in our ability to do things and express things and to tell stories that allow for us to commune and allow for us to, uh, get those releases without actually having to, uh, cause, real damage to our human social ecosystem. And and that to me is pretty amazing. And I think it's important to like Molly and I were talking about there are a lot of people that we know who are averse to things like sports. Like it's not just wrestling. Your know, sports is like, you know, competition is is pivotal to the human experience and rallying behind something or someone and rooting for them and feeling connected to them through almost like an avatar and being able to like live out athletic or power fantasies because there's really just a select few people relative to all of humanity who make it through to do these things and the rest of us are living our lives and really it's a mechanism for allowing society to function And get that warrior energy out (laughs) because if you bottle it up and continue to bottle it up, it's just going to be something that, um, you know, it creeps into things like domestic violence. It creeps into things like, uh, even like passive aggressiveness in relationships or non-commitment or, you know, cheating and sleeping around when that, this energy has no place to go. So I was just thinking about it because it's such an important phase of our development to integrate that, you know, obviously, you know, we can talk about it in in terms of health, right? You can talk about it in like going to the gym and working out and, and getting a sweat and, I don't know, being a bro or being a lady bro or whatever, (laughs) whatever. Uh, But you can approach it in a different way too, where it's like, exercising this warrior side of ourselves to almost play a role or play a part of, and I'm not talking just like ritualistically weird dancing or anything like that, which is, can be part of it. Sure. But like something that involves physical strength and moving things or pushing people, you know, (laughs) uh, can be, you know, in a safe way, something that gets this energy out or pushing objects, you know, I love like my stepson comes over and he's he's got very, you know, testosterone dominant energy desires and so he's always wanting to fight and that's always such a great time to like, you know, do wrestling moves and throw them around and you know and um <clears throat> my my stepdaughter too and you know let some of that that energy out and also like it's an important integration point because there may be times in life where we need reminders that basically we, well, there may be times in life where we have to resort to violence and it's not something that is really an ever present thought. We're like, we're incredibly, incredibly lucky much of the time in Western society and, 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 and societies that have, um, these sort of civil structures, you know, we're incredibly lucky as people to not really have to think about, Someone invading our home at any given moment or, you know, being attacked on the streets at any given moment. Some people live in fear in terms of mentally in that dynamic, but it's not like every other moment that's going to happen, but it's still a possibility. So there's a really great episode of the art of manliness I listened to years ago. That was about like, are you prepared to be violent? And I found that being to be a really interesting episode Because um, I I thought of, like, my ex-girlfriend when I was, like, 17. I worked at Taco Bell, and she worked at, like, the Subway next door. And she came over after her shift, and I was in the middle of my shift, and I was going to drive her home because she got out late, and she was like, you know what, I feel like I'm going to walk home. I'm like, no, I can drive you, it's fine. And I just had a feeling. And as she was walking home, she got mugged, and you know, dragged 10 feet as someone was trying to grab her, her, her pocketbook. And, um, she just had some bruises. She made it through it, but definitely there's, there was some emotional scarring afterwards. And I just think about moments like those where, you know, it's, it's not, you know, learning things like self-defense or, or even mindset wise, like the preparedness to make a switch where someone's attacking you and you know, there's one thing when someone's attacking you with the intent to take something, usually the thing is to just give it to them. Like the thing is not as important as your life. Right. And you don't know how much this person wants this. Obviously they want it enough to attack you. And that's, that's a, that's a pretty big desire, right? There's that. So they're already trying to go through you to get it. And that's enough on its own. And you don't know if they have any other weapons on there or anything like that. So usually in that case, it's like, just give them the thing. You can always replace things eventually. Um, but if someone is like attacking you with intent to hurt you or kill you, like there has to be the ability to turn off your civility and access that warrior energy and go to town. (laughs) Uh, and I'm not saying I'm not giving you permission to like kill someone, but there may be a situation where it's you or them. And this warrior energy is important to have as an awareness, as something that you're willing to, that you can recognize. It's like another example of, of something that we can put into shadow material that it can sometimes come out as passive aggressiveness socially and because we're not accessing that that physical assertiveness in ourselves but i i think this is important to be aware of like it's a way of it's another aspect of reality honestly like this fact that people are always going to be moving through developmental levels in ways that you know you don't know someone's intentions and So it's just a very real reality that if you're in, you know, it doesn't really matter which quote unquote neighborhood or where you are, but there will be likelihoods in different spaces that something might happen versus not. And so just kind of mental attunement and mental awareness, but then also the physical prowess, right? I think a lot of men, a lot of uh, men who haven't done physical training, and I will put myself into this category because I have not been to the gym lately but we can very much over inflate ourselves in our head and have what I call those Jackie Chan fantasies <laughs> where you're like someone maybe new has come into life and you're like, Oh, this person's aggressive. They're going to start something. And they're like, I wish he would. Right. And you have this like fantasy of how the fight would go. And it's probably something like WWE or like a Jackie Chan movie or something. And, but in reality you have no training. So when you get into a situation it's just like flailing limbs <laughs> and you ever see those like high school fights, like world star fights. It's kind of like that sort of flailing limbs and, uh, you know, hoping to hit something versus, uh, having training, looking for openings, uh, knowing techniques or pressure points or skills to, you know, how to pin someone or hold them down, uh, you know, incapacitate somebody without killing them because there are so many situations also where people get into like a bar fight and because they've seen it on TV that someone hits someone over the head with a bottle or something, or they punch them in the head in a certain way that they end up killing the person or seriously injuring them. And they end up having to go to prison for a long time because those are the real life consequences, you know? So, there's there's the two sides of this. There's the if you're someone that is, you know, really denounced violence and not wanting to do this at all, you know, that's as unrealistic as having these Jackie Chan fantasies without the training. You know? And it's somewhere in between, it's having some sense of skill to be able to handle yourself should you need to but then also not over-inflating your skill because then you're going to go look for a fight to try to prove something and uh, that will lead to real-world, you know, law-based consequences as well, you know? So, you know, there's, there's those different kinds of inflation of, you know, I'm such a peaceful person, I don't need to fight. And it's like, well, somebody else might, <laughs> you know? It's like you can't avoid that forever and uh you know or at least you can't avoid that possibility forever or ignore that that's a part of reality and uh adjusting to that but i think something like sports or wrestling allows for a healthy awareness and integration because yeah there's some things you can learn learn from sports or wrestling uh or, or watching things and uh, practicing them that way, but there's something about the the tension and release of wrestling too. It's like why comedy is so powerful. It's all about playing with tension and release. Whereas I think I think much of what we experience these days is a lot of tension and not enough release, or at least when we get release, it's like kind of cheap and doesn't feel very satisfying, right? And so something like wrestling where you've got like a six month storyline and then there's a big payoff with like someone wins a championship and everyone's cheering and you know, you get the story that you want and then there's another one that happens where you don't get the story that you want, you know, and it keeps building, you know, it's, it's, it's like a kind of tantra, (laughs) you know, there's like a tension and release that happens. And, uh, I, I think ultimately, you know, one of the biggest, goals in life I feel for any human being is getting to a greater sense of flow or cycles of life where there is this natural tension and release where like you focus for a while and you do a bunch of work and you get things done and then boom, there's a finished product and it goes out in the world and people like it and there's, you know, maybe there's resource reward or whatever, or reward for some like consistency or something like that. And ultimately that that's the desire, uh, for many of us. And so, um, tension and release, I think is, is, is a powerful, uh, consideration in all of this too, because moving the body, especially in an aggressive way, uh, martial arts is a good example or just dance or just shaking it out you know, going for a walk and stuff like that. Uh, And I'm projecting here because I need to do this more, uh, is a great way to get some of that release. You know, it's kind of amazing how much the body holds in terms of tension. And I'm an enneagram one, I hold a lot of tension. And so finding that release is incredibly important. Um, I've got neighbors doing construction, so I probably should wrap this up. Um, but, but it's, it's tapping into that warrior energy that I think is vital, that I think is important. It is vitality. Honestly, it's vital energy. It's life force. Uh, and it doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be violent, but I think it can kind of get close to that edge and like accept that that's a part of our human nature. And the more that we repress it, the more we become accepting of Distant violence in a way that's awful. Um, It's really like when you get to know violence; it's the 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 closer you get to understanding why peace is so important. You know, I mean, you know, peace requires a lot of work and usually a lot of violence, unfortunately. Um, But in terms of ourselves personally, I think. Those communal experiences, sports, wrestling, martial arts, and doing some of those things for ourselves personally, being involved, doing more explosive exercises when viable, when we can, or, you know, sexual activity, like so, like <clears throat> not frivolously, but you know, use discretion. Um, it, it's an expression of that that warrior self, and I think that's an important thing to to have. As an aspect of our human experience. So, there's that. If you want to support this show, you can go to patreon.com slash happychemicals. That would be fantastic. My name is Christian, and I appreciate you for listening to this show. Uh, I also have a book out. It's called Happy Chemicals, A Neurotic Memoir. You can go to bit.ly slash book all lowercase to get it. It'll be on Amazon soon. Uh, I'm still waiting for it to go through the global distribution channels, but that link goes to the Lulu page where you can download the EPUB file, open it in your Kindle app or PDF reader, and check it out. The book is all about me going through sort of a, a diving so far into my own self-seriousness that it comes out as a, comedy on the other side. There's comedy and tragedy in an intertwined state of being. And I'm really kind of exploring the tension and release of that all throughout talking about aspects of my story, my grandiosity, my sense of self, my inner authoritarian, I call it my inner Genghis Khan and um, some of my relationship to this warrior energy, to my sexuality, to what I am and, and, and what, um, how this has guided me in my life and understanding the different parts of myself, uh, all in the process. So, um, it's a fun, weird ride. I hope you'll check it out and enjoy it. Bit.ly slash happy chemicals book all on lowercase. And, uh, again, patreon.com slash happy chemicals. If you would like to financially support, uh, this podcast so I can keep going and live my life, and explore things, and then have more things to bring back and share with you. So, thanks for listening. I'm Christian Rivera, and I'll catch you next time on Happy Chemicals. See ya.